0: All right. What's going on, everybody? Can you hear me all right? Just sending out messages to the other garlics peeps. Lots of news today, by the way. Five by five, says Matt D. It makes me want to watch some Buffy, but most That's
1: things- you always want to watch Buffy
0: <laughs> exactly right. most things make me want to watch Buffy. It saddens me that Melanie is so anti buffy the series. Buffy the vampire hater she <laughs> yeah. Well, she which liked- is funnier because
1: she was Buffy. That was her character name in our Halloween special.
0: I, She likes the movie. The original movie. I wish I would have had her. We should have had her on the GCU episode where we discussed Buffy. and Because uh, Jasper and I did Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Cabin in the Woods. Which is a good double feature. But uh, right. <laughs> we should have had her on. Because she prefers the movie. Oh yeah, no, yeah, she likes the movie. That's why she kind of hates the series.
1: And I, I kind of get it. it. I mean, I was kind of a holdout too because I'm I'm old enough to remember the movie and thinking, why do you need a show about this? But obviously, the show just took it in a new world. And yeah,
0: and I'm not sure if we'll have Melanie today or not. Um, yeah. Her, her new work schedule is a little erratic. Paul says, but the show gave us Spike and Angel. I I mean, yeah, I like Spike. I always hated Angel. I hated him while I... So I was watching the series when it first aired um, up to a point, And then I fell off uh, when I graduated high school. Um, but I always hated Angel. And it didn't take me... It took me till just... Jesse might remember, a year ago to a year and a half before I started watching the Angel series, because I was like, why would I watch that? It's all of my least favorite characters from Buffy, but God, that series is so good. It is. It's, it it defies all logic in how good it is. Right? The fact that it can take two of the most ridiculous characters from the Buffy series and make them amazing is, it's so good. All right, let's go ahead and Three minutes into it. Let's hit the intro music. Hey everybody. I got a ton of ton of news today. Ton of box office news, ton of movie news. Just there's just a lot of stuff going on. A ton of Paul Harder news. <laughs> Paul Harder. All the all the harder news. Harder news. Hard copy. <laughs> harder hitting. Welcome to the Growlix Lunchbox Live. We have a caller in who I do not know who they are. I'm going to take a chance. Matt, look, don't make me regret this chance. How's it going? It's not. All right. Uh, And 10 seconds. If we get nothing within 10 seconds, (laughs) call's getting cut. Hey, everybody. Paul, Naomi, I'm glad you're back. All you guys, Matt D, man. Now we're starting the week right. Talking about oh hey, here's Melanie. Melanie. Hello. How's it going?
2: It's okay.
0: Uh, Matt D says it still saddens me that they didn't have a Paul Rubens have Paul Rubens as a cameo in the Buffy series. They should add Buffy as a cameo in the Buffy universe. <laughs> of course we're talking about Buffy, Melanie. Welcome to Bye. the Buffy cast.
2: Hi. Why why did you about?
0: Why? Why wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't remember honestly. Oh, because Matt D said five by five. Uh, um, it's something that's said in the show, but that's not really what we're doing today. We're not talking Buffy. We are talking movie news and all this. But first, um, I feel like we should mention basically our our schedule going forward uh, because we brought it up at the end of Friday's show, and I have a feeling, uh. Unfortunately, it was after a lot of our regulars had, had left um, the stream. So I thought we'd bring it up again. Um, we're just
1: going to keep adding salt into the wound. <laughs>
0: well, it's worth reiterating anyway. So this month, yeah. we're we're going to... Or this week... Well, yes, technically this month, we're, te- we're continuing the three-day-a-week schedule, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Central. However, starting next week we're going to a new schedule. Summer's winding down. People, people got jobs, people school starting. So, uh, Oh, Maggie's here. Good, good, good. So basically we're looking for input on, we're thinking we're, Hey Maggie. Um, so starting next week, our schedule is going to change. We're thinking we're going to drop down to a day, a week, which is a big change. Um, but, I know, Matt D., I know. Uh, But it'll, you know, time constraints for everybody involved. And also, I think it'll help the regular Kralik show get back on track. And This didn't really derail it. We talked about this on uh, the recording yesterday that will go out next week. But this didn't really derail it. But I think uh, Paul says... We're a little rusty. (laughs) Paul says the weekend lunchbox... That's Okay, so that's a big question. What day and do we keep doing the lunch hour thing? I kind of feel like the upside to this is, I mean, if we need, we can um, experiment with times, but the upside being we can maybe move to a different time that would be better for everybody. Um, I can't imagine we wouldn't get more people, uh, you know, have more people available to listen if we went in the evening. Uh, Maggie says Friday at noon. Noon is probably not going to be a possibility on the weekdays. Yeah,
1: mainly because my, uh, at least for me, like my work schedule, uh, I can't. I'm probably teaching at noon. I mean, that's just how it'll pan out for me. And uh, my lunch schedule varies from day to day, and it rotates because schools are weird.
0: Okay. Yes, Jesse teaches the. The youth, the youth, the tiniest um, of humans. Paul says, even if you change the time, the lunchbox name fits great. Okay. That is something I had kind of debated myself. I I didn't know what to do about that. Also, should I fix my misspelling of lunchbox? (laughs) Because I have, I I keep having it as the two separate words, but technically I think. Oh, it's a
1: compound where I didn't even
0: notice. uh, Most people spell it together. Sorry, kids, pods. Got a pod. Sorry, kids, pods. Got a pod.
1: <laughs> Got a pod. Hey. Hey, good job with the drawing that you're doing there. Uh, don't mind me. I'm going to talk about movies.
0: I think Maggie, in reference to the doing it at, at noon, um, according to Brie Larson, it can happen if you just believe.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, true. Just explain it to the kids. Yeah. I'm getting a unicorn, kids. The <laughs> unicorn is at me like that. The unicorn is called the Girlx Podcast. It's a thing.
0: Yeah, but you tell kids that, and they'd probably be like, "Oh, wow!" And they're like, "Can I come?" Yeah. yeah. No more can garbage fires. Uh, so, okay. Well, I yeah, I still don't know what we're gonna do. Uh, Maggie says, "Nah, any day or time, you know I'll be there. I've actually planned my lunch hour around Grolic's lunchbox. Oh, well, (laughs) Well, you'll you'll be able to. We're sorry that we, (laughs) yeah, good
1: (laughs) that we're not sticking to it.
0: Now you can reclaim your lunch hour as your own. Um, there is uh, weekend might be a possibility. I mean, our, I uh, I don't know." I don't know. It's it's more honestly. I'm just gonna say it, it's on Melanie and Jesse in terms of when is best. I am very flexible because I podcast as a job, so I can make it work. They are the ones that have to interact with the real world, so um, it's a little bit of them and a little bit of what the listeners, what you guys want. I
2: don't want to interact with the real world. I'm
0: I know. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Maggie says, seriously, just let me know when to tune in so long as it's not Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. I wonder why that,
1: t- that slot is already taken, especially on August 11th. I bet.
0: Or 10th. Somebody has, I bet somebody does a live cast that day about animation.
1: Which I would also be listening to anyway, so that would be really uh, inconvenient for me. So I'm going to say, yeah, probably not that time.
0: Yeah, no, we won't. We won't overlap with <laughs> Cellmates. Cellmates live cast on CastBox Sundays at 8 p.m. Central. Or 8 p.m. Er, Eastern, Yeah. 7 Central. Time zones. We're going to steal it. We're, we're going to cast at the same time. It's just going to be her show, though. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, no, it'll be our live running commentary on her podcast.
1: <laughs> you have to listen
0: to both just to get both. And there won't be replays on ours. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess we can move forward, but it's something to think about. Um, we'll be thinking about it. And again, this week will be normal, though. So uh,
1: just to let people know where where my head is on it, uh, it works best for me on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. And usually after school, on those Tuesdays, Thursdays, not during school. That's probably illegal.
0: <laughs> at least frowned upon.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So if, okay. Those, if any of that sounds good, you know, I'm I'm open to suggestions.
0: So most likely, I, I mean, I kind of figured this is a given at least. It's most likely we're moving towards the evenings. Matt D says, yeah. take out Tuesdays. All right, no Tuesday. I didn't like Tuesdays anyways. Although I'll I will say this much. Dropping down to it'll be nice because there are days that we do this that we don't always have a ton of content, although lately that hasn't really been an issue. But I do want to keep doing movie homework because this is that I love it. This has been great. Paul Harder, sit down Saturdays. Sit down Saturdays. I like it. Uh like a sit down lunch. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Well, this is not riveting, and we got a ton of stuff to talk about. So, let's move on to, uh, All to right. the, the good stuff.
1: We're moving on up.
0: Was that 60s? No, that oh, 70s. Take out Tuesdays and sit down Saturdays. <laughs> Duh, I get it. Oh. I'm a little slow, Matt. Matt D says I was referring to Tuesdays. The name. You're back on the board, not removing totally Tuesday redeemed night. yourself. Tuesdays. Um, okay. Speaking of Tuesdays, do we want to go ahead and do get the uh, movie homework thing out of out of the way? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Get the band-aid off so everybody knows I actually did run the polls. It took me about a day to remember that I said I was going to do that, but we ran the polls. Oh, Paul Harder. He's already feeling the pain. <laughs> Paul, I had to. Okay, so here's what we threw out on Friday's show. I swear I've silenced my phone. That irritates me. Okay, here's what I threw out on Friday's show as poss- what we th- collectively threw out as possibilities for movie homework. And if you're new to this show, Uh, what movie homework is, is basically we'll ahead of time, we'll pick a movie, usually something on Netflix because a lot of people have Netflix. It's easy to get to. Um, and, uh, we pick a movie and then we watch it. You guys are welcome to watch it too. That's why it's movie homework. And then on Wednesdays, which will be changing going forward. Uh, we talk about it. We review it. If you watched it, you're welcome to come in, tell us what you thought in the chat or even call in and share your, your review of it with us. Um, so what we threw out Friday was Christopher Robin, Mary. Okay. So it started with Mary Poppins, uh, Mary Poppins returns specifically. Sorry. Um, that spun into Christopher Robin, which I think is what everybody was actually more on board with. And then I also threw out a new movie that got added to Netflix just like that day, girls with balls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm a 12 year old boy. So, well, so are they. Um, yeah. So are the girls with balls people, <laughs> because okay, and I actually ran polls on it, so if you missed it, sorry, but it's the polls are up um, in the future, I did like the poll though we 'll do that again in the future uh, on our twitter twitter.com dot slash grolics podcast also uh in our facebook group, which is uh facebook dot com slash group slash grolics podcast so according to the twitter polls the twitter poll it had eight votes 25 percent of the votes went to girls with balls which what that means at least two people two people voted for it okay (laughs) i know who one of them was i don't know who the other one was uh mary poppins returns zero votes so Christopher Robin with seventy five percent is the winner of the Twitter poll. All right. Now combine that with our Facebook poll. Mary Poppins returns. Zero votes.
2: <laughs>
0: Nobody's <laughs> on board with this. No,
1: nobody wants a spoonful of sugar.
0: Nope. Yep. Girls with balls. Two vote. One vote. Sorry, not two. One vote. It was me. <laughs> I. Re- <laughs> and uh, at least you stuck to your guns. I did. Chris, I was like, I can't throw it out, then not vote. Christopher Robin, Um, what is this? Looks like three votes. So Christopher Robin wins. Paul Harder says, there is a God. However, Paul, you already watched Girls with Balls. So Paul said, he, he went ahead and just watched all these movies anyway. And he said, Girls with Balls. <laughs> Matt D says, I like a fifth of medicine to... A fifth of medicine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would say
0: a fifth of medicine. Mm. Paul watched Girls with Balls and he said it was horrible. And uh, to be honest, it looked bad when I I like it looked like a bad movie when I threw it out. But I was like, you know, maybe it'll be. Sometimes it's fun to talk about a bad movie. And then I was like, (sighs) it's not going to win. I was looking at the polls last night. I was like, it's not going to win. Paul already suffered through it. I might as well I might as well check it out. I might as well see what it you know, see what I recommended people watch. <laughs> it's the worst movie I've watched in years. It is <laughs> god awful. I gave it half a star on Letterboxd because I don't think I can give it zero stars. <laughs> That's the lowest rating I think I've given in a, I, god, I don't know. So long. So it's it's basically, it's a horror comedy, except it's not funny in the slightest. And it's not scary. And it's, it's like, okay, well, horror doesn't have to be scary. It's definitely got gore and stuff, but like it doesn't have an original thought in the whole thing. Like every horror thing is lifted and done poorly. The comedy is not only not funny, it's actively... Cringy. Ooh. It was a terrible movie. So and not um, cringy on purpose. Like no, not like Office cringy. Like okay, so on funny that it's irritating.
2: Was it
0: um, Cow Zombie Baby Bad? Cow Zombie <sighs> Baby Bad. No, I remember I Cow Zombie Baby being okay but there was another zombie one we watched around that the, time the That's alien a-
2: sex zombie
0: alien sex zombies yeah that was a pretty bad movie i don't remember yeah. what it's actually called um it's pretty bad i don't know it's i got through it but i don't nobody's likable listen at one point there's this little i don't know what it is this little dog and he bites this guy's crotch and the guy's like oh freaking it goes total adam sandler movie and he's like The dog's hanging off his crotch and he's banging his crotch against this big rock. And then he like pulls the dog (laughs) off. And then it's like, you know, at that point. So Matt D says, is it more like a spoof then? It is, except it even fails at that. Like it definitely is not taking itself seriously and it's not trying to, it's supposed to be comedy. It's just, it's not funny. It's not funny. It just doesn't work. It's bad. The retelling is funnier than watching it, Paul says. Yeah, no, it really was like, I don't know. You just kind of stare at it with a blank face. I was like, okay, I see where this is going. All right, anyway, <laughs> moving on. So Christopher Wa- Robin, if you haven't seen it. Christopher uh,
1: Walken, we're, Christopher we're in the 100-acre
0: 100, 100 woods. Hey, Pooh Bear, what are you doing? Why isn't that a thing yet?
1: <laughs> pool bear it's Winnie a the Pooh starts Christopher
0: Walken as Christopher Robin as a lump, but you know not like grown up Christopher Robin it's like actual <laughs> Winnie the Pooh stories it's yeah. just old Christopher Walken is playing the role okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> for five long years I had no I'm gonna stop right there
0: Okay, so, hi, Melanie.
2: Hi.
0: So, what do you think of all this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got re-
2: Christopher Walken's just really expensive. You can't get him on everything. Is I
0: don't he
1: know. Still if you can get him to be think? King Louis. Uh, the, top, the you know. Well, that,
0: that's a Disney money. Um. Uh, okay. Okay, so back on track. Paul Harder says, back on track, that Paul is keeping us on track. (laughs) The other two movies are are basically the same movie. Okay, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I am more interested in Christopher Robin, so I'm glad that's the one that won. So I'll be watching that probably tomorrow night. No, probably tonight. Tomorrow night is Tuesday. And uh, I see we don't have a Jasper in the chat. Surprise, surprise! Because somebody flaked on me. I didn't get to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this weekend. Boo! So Boo. I'm going tomorrow. What do you mean? Yay! Right? Now what? It was me, right? Yeah. Mean you were going like a really convenient segue, a wonderfully convenient segue. Because speaking of Once Upon a Time in Mex in Mexico, I always do that. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Both those titles, are, well, not original, but came from Tarantino's brain, so whatever. Lion King repeats at number one, while Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood rings up a $40 million debut. Woo! Yes, we're finally on to the box office report. This information, by the way, is coming from Box Office Mojo, because this is that's what they do. That's all they do. It's box office stuff. Um, so, okay, yeah. Lion King... Stuck around in number one this weekend. What, this was its second weekend out. Okay, so Hunter asks, is $40 million good? Ah, good question. It's good to for, me. Uh, for an R-rated movie, it, it, it is, right? It is not only good for an R-rated movie, but for a Quentin Tarantino movie specifically, it is, this is one of uh, the stories here. Tarantino's biggest box office opening ever. Ooh. Um, so let's see. Yeah, it opened $40 million. Um, the closest, uh, so it breaks his previous record, which was *Inglorious Bastards, which opened at 38 million and Django Unchained was 30. Um, now Kill Bill Volume 1 was 22. Now, yeah, so it's, it's doing well. It's getting very good reviews and, uh, big opening for him. Now, another story I noticed was basically how much Once Upon a Time in Hollywood may have to make to break even. Um, Yeah. Okay. So, because here's the thing. They spend so much money on marketing, man. Okay. This movie cost, now it's according to cinemablend.com, cheaper than a franchise blockbuster, but much more costly than an indie. Um, It was Tarantino's most expensive film to date. It cost about $90 million to make. Um, So he's got a while before it breaks even on that, but also the marketing... uh, God, they spend so much on marketing. According to Cinemablend, between the $90 million production budget and marketing costs... Oh, and talent deals. Uh, the film will have to make an estimated four hundred million dollars to break even. <laughs> um, so he's a tenth of the way there. Woo! But I, you know, if they're happy about a $40 million dollar budget, and that's, but they still have to make that. I, they probably suspect they'll get there. Um, I don't think he's really had any horrible, horrible flops. I could be wrong. It was uh, time. W-
2: oh, not once again in Mexico. Wasn't Dust Till Dawn
0: not very good at the box office? I don't remember. It seemed like that movie is big, but well I know the grindhouse double feature that he and uh Robert Rodriguez, speaking mm-hmm. of from Dust Till Dawn, did. I think that might have been like if it didn't flop, it was the closest to a flop that Tarantino has been involved in, I think. I could be wrong. Um Apparently, hateful eight didn't do super great either uh, yeah I don't remember too much about it when it came out
2: I think spending all that money on marketing was a waste because I didn't even hear about
0: it once upon a time in Hollywood
2: yeah,
0: oh man, it's all over the internet like i there are ads I've seen ads for it everywhere right. and you've got ad blocker yeah shh. google that don't they must be one of the companies that Google allows to skirt it. And it is good. And has a deal with ad blocker companies. Cause that's a thing. Um, okay. But yeah, so it's making a lot of money. Who knows if it'll break even, but God, I can't believe how much they spend on marketing stuff. Um, now shifting over to Disney and the Lion King. So, uh, cinema blend also has another, a uh, story that Disney just hit two major worldwide box office milestones. Oh wait, Matt D said so. 60 million is the Di- is the DiCaprio dollars. I mean, it jumped from 90 to 400 million pretty quick, and that included whatever kind of what did they how did they describe it performance deals or something? I don't know Ta- talent. Talent, yeah, something. So yeah, there's there's probably a, there's a lot of big actors in there. A couple of them probably have some uh, some points off the back end, as they would say.
1: Well, the main the main two are Brad Pitt and DiCaprio, and they can't come to sh- they
0: can't come cheap. Who are they? I've never heard of them. Um. Right. <laughs> uh, so basically, I don't have a lot to say about this Disney story. It's basically they passed a, the five billion dollar mark in international box office for the year, the first studio to do so this year. And uh, well, added... they're, all, they're only like they're like one of like three studios left, aren't they? Right. I mean, it's easier to do so when you oh, you are the studio. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then it goes on to say this one added to the over two billion the studio has done domestically brings Disney's total box office take for the year worldwide to seven point six seven billion dollars. Which breaks the record that Disney itself set in two thousand sixteen at seven point six one billion. It's insane. That's insane. But I understand like there's we're talking about, you know, something like once upon a time in Mexico. Once God, I keep saying that. Once upon I'm <laughs> I'm starting to make myself angry. <laughs> anyway,
1: you wouldn't, we'll like, not... you wouldn't like you when you're angry.
0: We're talking about, you know, a Tarantino movie that's got to break break, uh, 400 million to to make even. Think about any one of the Disney movies where they easily spend four to five hundred million on the movie and then market like crazy. So that's an incredible money machine. I can't fathom.
2: Children. They're getting children. You'll be rich forever.
0: Okay. All right. Wrapping up the uh, block, uh, box office bull crap. <laughs> I'm starting to get real <laughs> irritated. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Lion King was number one. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was number two. Spider-Man Far From Home in its fourth week is coming come in at number three. Toy Story 4, number four. Crawl hanging in there at number five. It's the third weekend. That's kind of impressive that it's still in the top five uh yesterday at number six uh hunter says crawl was fun i have not heard a whole lot about it i mean i know what it's about but i have not heard much in the way of reviews but i generally don't search them out
2: i actually Um, have heard really good things about it
0: really yeah Hmm, i mean i'm intrigued uh aladdin coming at number seven see disney they just own everything stuber at number eight They're hanging
1: in there, strong. That that just goes to show that there is nothing to watch. (laughs) stupor is
0: still there. Annabelle Comes Home is at number nine. That one too. That one too's been hanging for a while. This is fifth week in the yeah fifth fifth weekend. Um, and the Farewell at number ten. I don't know what that is. It's been out for three weeks apparently.
2: Hmm.
0: Okay. Well, it's faring pretty well. <laughs> All right. I'm going to run through my normal react at the news before we get react at the hard news.
1: What <laughs> the harder we, maybe,
0: news. The harder news, which is maybe what we'll call it. We got a lot of stuff from uh, old Paul Harder in the comments there. He he sent us a lot of stuff. So, however, my it's stuff. It's good I've, stuff. It is good stuff. Um, I'll blow through my stuff. Most of it's not super interesting, and I've got it kind of. Peg down to what i want to say here martin scorsese's the irishman the irishman to open the new york film festival uh so basically this is just um according to the la times martin scorsese's the irishman will uh have its world premiere as the opening night selection of the new york film festival on october 27th and then uh netflix and select a theater release later this year Um, I just mentioned this because it's a Scorsese movie and it's Scorsese returning to um, you know, it's based on true story American crime thing, which is something Scorsese. He does well. It's definitely his uh, wheelhouse. For sure. Speaking of their wheelhouse, it stars Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, um, Harvey I've never heard of these people. (laughs) It's weird. Also, Anna Paquin and Ray Romano. But yeah, I don't know if it... I'm, I'm sure it's fine, but it sounds oh, like... Ray Romano, man. Ray Romano. He's Italian. You throw him in there. I, I, sure. <laughs> oh.
1: That's, that's my Romano. <laughs> that's all I got.
0: <laughs> uh, Ryan says, uh, The Farewell is, uh, I don't know, Aquafina movie? Aquafina movie? movie? Okay. That, uh, like a brand of water? Oh, about a Chinese American whose Chinese grandmother is dying. It looks really good. Okay, okay. Naomi says hi again. Hello. Paul says everybody love, but everybody loves Ray. Yeah. Okay. Um It chapter 2 ah! will be nearly 3 hours long. And Oh my. And okay, so there are a couple of stories about this, but the key takeaway is the runtime is 165 minutes. That's 2 hours and 45 minutes, which is pretty long for a horror movie. And additionally, the director says there will be a director's cut. His original cut was 4 hours long. I mean, the first one was just over 2 hours. It's it's odd to me that this one's so long.
2: Well, they, you know, they should have done it as a mini series like most student King movies.
0: Oh, Hunter asks, what did you guys think of the Mulan trailer? It looks like a Kung Fu movie. I have not watched it yet. I d- didn't know the live live action Mulan trailer was out.
2: I heard that it was coming out, but I didn't see
0: it. Yeah.
1: I haven't seen it either. So um, we are, we're, we're failing on that regard. But I like Kung Fu movies. And this does sound like the one that's going to deviate enough. To catch my attention, I mean that's that's been my argument about, against these live action movies is that I'm just going to go see a live action version of a cartoon movie that already exists. Why would I do that? Yeah, yeah but if this is different enough, yeah, I'd be interested in seeing it.
2: I heard that uh, they had to recast it because it, originally it was a little whitewashed.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah,
2: but now it's not.
0: That's good. We watched uh, this weekend. We watched Melanie and I. Um, is awesome. that a good one? I've never heard of that one. No, 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 no. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. I got distracted well, by the but... comments. Yeah. Uh, Paul says, I'm on the fence. It has Crouching Tiger vibe. What is wrong with that? I love Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. However, Netflix has a... Uh, ne- there's a Netflix film that is a sequel... Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? It is terrible. Don't watch it. Oh. Hi, Naomi. Bye, Naomi. I'm you I, sorry. She, she tried to call again and then stopped. It's okay. Maybe she finger... She pocket dialed. fingering um, you. Maggie, don't worry. You just missed a bunch of box office rambles and me getting mad at myself for calling... print mis- <sighs> renaming... <laughs> renaming.
1: Uh, I'm renaming one, movies. Hollywood.
0: Yeah, I'm switching... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is now Once Upon a Time in Mexico. So it will be directed by Robert Rodriguez and star uh, Cheech Marin. So, <laughs> and Johnny Depp. Matt D. agrees that the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon sequel is bad. It was real bad. It's like they didn't understand... Uh, it, yeah, it was cheap, and it was just not good. And they didn't understand what made the original good. And they just like it just needs to be mopey, right? Mm. I mean, the original mopey. <laughs> so they basically
1: they basically focused on the love story part.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, so they got there's a little bit of action, but like I said, it's so the production just seems so cheap. Like even the sword, they have the, the swords back. What do they call it? Was it the green dragon? Something dragon. Uh, Yeah. Something like that. Jade dragon, Jade dragon, something like that. It looked cheap. Like if just the production looked cheap and they got, what's her name? Who was in the original, who I really like, um, older lady. I can't think of her name offhand. Um, but she, what?
2: I can tell. You can tell that she's older. I mean,
0: well, there was, there was basically there was an older lady and a younger lady in the original. The older lady came back for this movie, and I really like her. Michelle Yeoh, thank you! Matt D. God, I knew it, it was on the tip of my tongue. Um, she's great, and she's in this, but this is still not good. And basically, she's just mopey through the movie, and then there's a new set of young characters for the love story, and they're not good. It's th- That story is pretty weak, too. So, um, This is not a review of that movie, though. Moving on! Deleted... <laughs> Delete. This is a couple of days old, but we didn't talk about it. So, deleted Avengers Endgame scene tells us more about Gamora's fate. So basically, and this is a like one of those random like, what happened to Gamora? Things we we brought up when we talked about it on the Galax podcast right. because she just disappears. And right. We're like, so did she get You know, uh, gloved away.
2: Gloved away. Yeah.
0: Snapped no, she away. Didn't.
2: Everybody knows that she didn't. Yeah. She was. She was, uh. Oh, wait, no, I guess we don't know for sure,
0: but I. she didn't. Well, because the thing was, uh, we figured she didn't. But the thing was, technically, she rolled in with the bad guys, mm-hmm. and it kind of seemed like Tony would just, just snapped the spoilers for Endgame, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> snapped away the people who showed up with the bad guys. Um, but. According to a deleted scene, which apparently, um, if I recall correctly, I read this article the other day, uh, apparently was kind of a little cheesy, a little over the top. And it was basically like a slow, like everybody taking a knee after Tony, the thing that happens, happens while they're out like oh, on God. the battlefield. Yeah, that would have been kind of painful. Yeah. So they cut that, which I'm glad. But apparently during that is when we saw that Gamora just kind of whoop, she slips off. She takes off. So she gets away. Confirmed. She didn't get snapped away, although nobody really thought she did. But it's like that seems kind of important, and it couldn't they figure out a way to just like cut that in somewhere towards the end of the battle? She's just like, oh, I'm out of here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, they wanted to be it to be mysterious.
0: Yeah, maybe. Okay. Are we ready to get harder? <laughs> That sounds horrible. (laughs) Uh, um, So, oh, Maggie says she saw Lion King over the weekend. You're the one of the ones that kept it at the number one spot. Uh, Was it worth um, your ticket price? She's an animation nut, so... Yeah. If nothing else, I'm sure it was... Oh. It's the opposite of animation, though. She said, unfortunately, I'm guessing that she I'm guessing she did not enjoy it. Um, OK, so let's react to Paul Harder's news. <gasps> oh, Maggie says, I'm so glad I didn't have to pay for the ticket, to be honest. Two stars out of five.
1: Ooh! <laughs> they did do a good job of training the lines. You are correct, Mandy.
0: I'm super impressed they can train a lion to sing. It's... I mean, I mean, you have to give them credit for that. Okay, so... Excuse me. Tarantino is dominating the world right now. So oh, yeah, we got man. The, the first couple of stories that we're going to react to that Paul Harder sent us. Um, William Shatner wants to be in Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek movie, but has a concern. Listen... This is not going to happen. I'm telling you all. <laughs> this is not going to happen. And if it does happen, I'm going to be pre- supremely upset because Tarantino has said if he did a Star Trek movie, it would be his last movie because he's only doing one more movie. He's Hasn't he Star- rolled that
1: back, though, and said it's not like if he does this, it won't count because it's not his.
0: I did not hear that. I don't I care. can't remember. If there's the chance that this is the last, if we, the, if the last thing we get from Tarantino is a Star Trek movie. Oh, it's going to be a tough sell for me.
2: <laughs> but Wouldn't you be better with Shatner?
0: Okay. So William Shatner did say though, um, this is from cinema blend via Paul uh, quote, Quentin Tarantino said something in the paper that, that somebody said to me that he loved me. And Quinton, I love you. If I'm going to do a Star Trek 50 years later, a few pounds heavier, come on. Not a problem. Uh, then he says, quote, well, I'd like to do it. Whether I'd be up for it, I don't know. So Because he's, he's getting older. He's getting older. I'm sure he's got health concerns. So yeah. basically, he'd like to do it. But, uh, you know, he's not sure if he's up to it because he's old and fat. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't think that's what he's saying. But, yeah, <laughs> it, it is what he's saying.
2: You can't <Sing>. do a Star Trek movie without Shatner. I mean he sucks, but he's like he is a, you know
0: Star Trek. They've been doing Star Trek without Shatner since the sixties. What are you talking about? No. It, it okay, matter. Since the
2: nineties. It's still. You you get you have to. And if they can get Picard and all the others in there, then that's good, good too. They should even have William. They should have them all in there. Have all the characters. Uh
0: Along the same lines, Quentin Tarantino is an. Uh, this is when I, I had read this story before. Quentin Tarantino is annoyed with Simon Pegg's comments about his Star Trek movie. This I,
1: it you know, this is gossip stuff. You know, just he just doesn't like it when other people talk as much as he does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not that's you're not wrong. Uh, so, this was basically, Pegg didn't. Pegg had said something. It was like, I don't see that being a thing that actually would happen. Uh, and I don't see a rated R Star Trek movie. I just don't know. And I don't know if I I have heard nothing, blah, 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 blah. Didn't really say much, super negative. And then Tarantino was told or seen something out of context. and was like, basically, F that guy, but a little nicer. Um, and then later, Simon Pegg was like, I still don't see it. I don't get it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Generally, this is the kind of story I, I avoid, but there's so much Tarantino news, it's like, well, why Why not? Everybody's jumping on it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Just because it's not like... I mean, the Shatner thing's interesting. It's much more confirmed, straightforward comments, and this is just like essentially celebrity back and forth. But... The, I think the point is, though, there would definitely be pushback from people who are currently involved in the modern movie franchise. So... Paul Harder says, like half the Trekkie verse literally said the same things Peg did. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird, it's weird. I think it's a hard sell for uh, on both both sides because, like me, I'm not a Trekkie. I'm a more of a fan of Tarantino. I was going to come up with a cute term, but I, I don't want to. Um,
1: and I think uh, you know the main reason that. Tarantino's jumping on this thing at all is that uh, if he says anything about anything right now that isn't uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's automatically free marketing
0: for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, hey, that's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, the next Paul Harder curated news story: Sylvester Stallone. Blah, blah, blah. Sylvester Stallone says he has zero ownership of Rocky franchise. Which is not completely surprising, though. To be honest, I thought—I mean, maybe he just produced some of them, but I thought he did have some stake in it. Like, um, because sometimes actors will, you know, negotiate some type of deal with with a franchise where they get a percentage off the back.
1: Also, he wrote the first Rocky. Did he? I think so.
0: Well, apparently, though. It's it's all the studio, which is not completely surprising. Uh, quote, I mentioned it a few times because after Rocky 2 came out and made a ton of money and then Rocky 3 hit and made more than all of them, I said I'd like to have some ownership since I invented it, and that never happened. So I have zero ownership of Rocky. Um, I think there are blah, 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 blah. I think there are a certain code of I think there was a certain code of business conduct. Maybe not as much now, but back then That you don't ruffle the feathers of the uh, of the golden goose. The studio is the power. The agency relies upon them, and the attorneys are the go and the attorneys are the go-between. When I finally confronted them just before Rocky Five, uh, nope, yep, just before Rocky Four, I said, "Does it bother you guys that I've written every word, I've choreographed it, I've been loyal to you, I've promoted it, directed it, and I don't have one percent that I could leave for my children?" And the quote was, you got paid. And that was the end of the conversation, end quote. So basically, they're like, F you. So that kind of (laughs) sucks.
1: And this is how you get writer's strikes. And that's how you get uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's what Joss Whedon was doing during the writer's strike at that time. Oh, interesting. So,
0: yeah. All right, in slightly older, harder news, original Michael Myers actor returning for Halloween Kills. Now, he was in the 2018 Halloween, which, um, listeners, if you want to hear my all of our thoughts on the 2018 Halloween movie randomly, uh, next week on Grawlix Podcast, or is it the episode after? Next uh, month. I don't know. On Grawlix yeah, Podcast, we talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, wasn't, he was wasn't it. For the most part, The Shape, or Michael Myers, is paid, played by a stuntman. In this case, stuntman actor James Jude Courtney. But for, you know, the FaceTime, when he has the mask off, you actually see Michael Myers. It's the uh, guy who originally played him back in 1974, or whenever the original came out. Frank Castle. Wait, is that really his name? It is, isn't, isn't it?
2: That's hilarious.
0: It's no, it's Nick Castle. Nick oh. Castle. <laughs> I was like, wait, is it really Frank Castle? How did I not connect that? Yes, <laughs> close, Matt. Uh, Maggie says, "Did you all know that I'm a personal friend of Neil Patrick Harris?" Just thought I'd slide that in there. No, I didn't. I hated Dewey Howser. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <show> sucked. <laughs> <laughs> But you don't have to tell him that. I'm just I'm just I'm just messing with you. Then <laughs> <laughs> that was my brush with Hollywood. <laughs>
2: I saw him once at a hotel. I saw I saw also what's his name? The guy that was doing like dances of wolves. So I saw that guy once at a hotel, but he was rude.
0: Oh, um Kevin Costner? Yeah. Kevin Costner seems like he would be a jerk. Neil Patrick Harris seems like he would be a cool guy.
2: Yeah, I didn't approach either of them because I don't approach rich or famous people. I just don't do it.
1: It's my only. I don't recommend quality, it. Though. It's 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 iffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I talk about my brushes with celebrity on the podcast quite
0: often, and they don't always go well. So I've just stopped trying. <laughs> Costner seems like he's in his own world, Paul says. I'd say he's in his own water world. Oh, boy. I don't even know if that was a joke or a putt or what. Okay. Confirmed. There will be a fifth Avengers movie, so prepare to assemble. Um, Why? Yeah, But, it, I mean,
1: like that's kind of a misnomer, too, because they're like, there will be in the future, when we figure out who those Avengers actually are, I don't
2: think it's
0: necessary. Uh, this, okay, so yeah, that's uh, You don't think it's necessary? Are you kidding? You don't know how much money they made? <laughs> They're going to keep like, doing yeah. it until they stop making money. Um, well, like I told, I told, so Paul shared this with us on a Facebook, on the Facebook. <laughs> on a Facebook. Um, if you go to facebook.com slash Podcast, you can share all kinds of stuff with us on a Facebook. Um, so, He shared this with us, and my response was basically like, that's not a surprise, and like the article says, they're definitely going to hold it back for, like, Phase 5. It doesn't seem like they're going to drop it in their Phase 4 stuff, which is smart. Like, give it some time before they really rally another ridiculously large Avengers movie. Um, Right. But like you said just now, Jesse, I kind of suspect they don't even know what that's going to look like. They don't know who the team's going to be, like... Maybe they've kind of got some ideas because they definitely have a strange direction going for Phase 4, but I, it's so far off, I bet they just don't even know what it's going to be. Um, Maggie says they need to take an Avenger break before it turns into Star Wars. I'm, you're not wrong. Because they <laughs> Disney burnt that star out pretty quick. Um, Okay, and one more. God, we actually got through these. One more. And this is a little bit older still. However, Rick Grimes, The Walking Dead movie, coming to theaters.
2: Really?
0: Yeah, so I had heard something about there was going to be a Walking Dead movie, a Rick Grimes Walking Dead movie specifically, which I don't want to get into spoilers. We fell off seasons ago. Maggie says, Hard Pass. Hey, I said, don't play video, these sites. Um, but apparently, I don't. I don't know how that works. But anyway, it's yeah, gonna happen. It's gonna happen, and it's not gonna. It's actually gonna hit theaters. I mean, it's it's an AMC Studios original film, apparently, but it's uh, it, which apparently will mostly be on AMC. But that is going to hit theaters. That'll get a theatrical release.
2: I didn't know no AMC made movies.
0: Uh, seems like a new thing they're doing. Yeah, I'm sure. Why not? Like they're they've had good luck with their original series. They put money behind them. They pretty well produced uh, the, the couple that have really broke out, and done well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So sure. And that's that's what I got. You want to hear a story? Okay. So. <laughs> is it about. No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, it's not about anything. It's about, it's about my family.
0: Are, are you sure this is a story, a story you want to share right now?
2: I, why not? Okay. My dad got drunken and wanted to flee. And so I parked my van behind him and came in the house and uh, he used expletives at me. And then I was like, what did I do? And he's like, I've been bouncing around this haunted house for two hours. Nobody believes me, especially Gabe. (laughs) He doesn't think I'm real because he plays the machine all the time and they can't tell the difference anymore. And then he went upstairs and I was like, what in the world was that? Like, I, I don't know. I, I've been pretty trash before in my life, but I don't think I've ever thought the house was haunted. And, uh, and that my nephew didn't know the
0: difference between
2: reality and not because of the Xbox. Ugh, strange. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Um, I was laughing my butt off, I'll tell you that. <laughs> this haunted house. Apparently my house is haunted.
0: Oh, Paul did have another story. Um, yeah. A little <laughs> a little outside the scope of Grolix. Mm. So I, I I didn't save the link. Apologies. It was interesting, though. Um,
2: well, my, I'm not really inside this broken box, either. No, no you're not. There.
0: You're not, but that's okay. Uh, I really did not know where your story was going. <laughs> wow, it's so quiet and awkward. <laughs> well, I mean, well, we're getting pretty
1: close to the 2 o'clock mark. I mean, this is when we start winding down anyways, but it is, it is unusual.
0: This is when we amp up. Yeah. This is when the show finally starts.
1: Because yeah, that's when everybody joins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> some so other, uh, Some other show got done.
0: That's true. Yeah, that's true. All right. So, w- yeah, we are winding down. We're going to end the show now. So, what's coming up? Next week, there will be a new episode of the Grolux podcast in which we will discuss a comic book... And it's not even a Polish comic book it's amazing. I didn't even uh, think we did that anymore generally, we don't <laughs> we do now again uh, Jeremy has a question about an audio mixer. oh, well, I mean that is type out your question yeah no that's that's is it good enough oh yeah that's a that's a fine one that is actually. That's Randy's area. I mean, the, me. the audio quality on this live cast is not the best because of just the way their system handles audio. But you are hearing me through a the slightly smaller version of that exact model. I have a UMC two hundred four HD, and it's totally solid. It's a good uh, interface. It's a good recorder. I'm pretty sure
1: mine's a Behringer as well.
0: Yeah, and
2: good I sound like I sound like that because I'm just recording through my computer
0: webcam. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, check out one of our regular Growlix podcast episodes. You'll hear, oh, those aren't always recorded the through the Q802 Behringer, 802
1: is what I've got, but it's, it's a Behringer. But, yeah, no, that's totally decent. Also, uh, we are, I mean, like, back to the episodes that are coming up. We are getting closer and closer to episode 100, and there's going to be all sorts of shenanigans that are uh, unfolding. So you don't want to miss out.
0: Yes. Okay. So back on track. Next episode, the comic we're talking about is uh, Batman White Knight, which came out a little while ago. But uh, the sequel series is coming out. So we figured we'd talk about Batman White Knight. Jesse and I really liked it. Melanie was very Mwah. and And uh, so you could hear all, all that goodness. I think it's fun. I think it was a fun review because it's not just us gushing about a book we like. Right. Melanie has some very interesting points. And they're valid. And, She's not wrong. They're valid, and we and we get very <laughs> uh, we 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 get loud about it, which is fun in a fun way. Um, that'll be next week on Growlix Podcast, which you can also find here on uh, Castbox or anywhere else you find podcasts, or go to growlixpodcast Also, yes, as Jesse was saying, so that that'll be what episode ninety six. Yes we have building up we've been building up to this episode to episode one hundred for literally five and a half almost yeah like over five and a half years now because we were monthly for a long time, so it took us a while to get there but uh we have a big hundredth episode adventure special plan that's gonna be very different than the normal show. I'm super excited about it uh super nervous about actually putting it all together but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be basically an audio adventure. So, Who
2: doesn't love an audio adventure?
0: I don't know.
1: Keep your ears out I don't ears know ears anybody that, that doesn't.
2: Yeah.
0: And then on the Grawlick Cinematic Universe, which is another show we do. It's uh, usually hosted by myself and Jasper. I don't know if the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood episode is going to be, though. Uh, <laughs> and this... Just saying, man. If you're not available to do it, I we got to cover this movie. Like, hey, we, yeah. okay. you can go with a guest host. It's like I will go with a guest host who probably be at the movies with me. Yeah. Uh. So, because this season we've been doing Tarantino movies because Jasper hadn't seen the early, ta- like the first half of Tarantino's filmography, which kind of blew my mind. So all season, uh, every episode we've been doing a we've been re- reviewing a Tarantino movie and pairing it with something either that makes sense since Tarantino homages a lot of movies or just something ridiculous. Like recently we did Django Unchained and uh, Wild Wild West. Um, So two episodes left in this season because we have to do Hateful Eight and Magnificent Seven. And probably before that goes out, um, I know it's a little out of order, but I want to get this episode out while it's still relevant because the movie just came out, but it was perfect, almost perfect timing because the new Tarantino movie, as you know, It's number two in the box office this last weekend. It just opened, and so that will probably be our next episode. We'll just do a special about the new movie. Did I say, oh, so Once Upon a Time in in Mexico's Hollywood? Did I say, I don't know if I said it right. I don't even know now. (laughs) Like, you're kind of 50-50 on it, so. I'm just going to say Hollywood, or Once Upon a Time. Yeah,
2: I just did
0: that there. Well, I'm done talking about it now, so, (laughs) gosh. All right, Wednesday. We will be back Wednesday at one PM Central Time, two PM Eastern, and uh, we will be discussing Christopher Robin. Be glad it's that. (laughs) You you kind of said it like Christopher Robin. Christopher Christopher Robin. Robin. Yeah. Once upon a time in in uh, China is good too. That's a good trilogy. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Highly enjoyable movie.
1: Me too. I miss He used to do... I mean, like, yeah. I, and then he was... You know, he did great martial arts movies. Then he was going to retire from martial arts movies. But I figured that meant he was still just going to make movies. And uh, maybe I just... am not hearing about him. But I'm not hearing about him.
0: <laughs> um, well, he could retire like Jackie Chan and then just occasionally pop up an awful... American
1: movies. <laughs> yeah. Buddy movies. Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's for another, that's, uh, <laughs> that's all anybody spin. ever has for him. And for another episode, we can dump on girls with balls. So don't think I won't mention it Wednesday. That movie, I pretty much covered it this episode, but that movie was awful. Okay. <laughs> Thanks everybody for joining us on this rambling ridiculous mess of an episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yay. Have a great Monday, everybody.
0: Uh bye. We'll see you Wednesday. Bye. Where's the outro music? The outro music is so unreliable. It takes so long to actually load. It frustrates me. Here we go. Matt D says four star episode. Hey, the intro thank again. You.
2: Oh, why? Isaac. Why is it?
0: Yeah. Why did it do that? It did that last time
1: too. It did. Oh, here it we like go.
0: Jumps to the end of the outro and then skips over to the intro. Ridiculous. Now, now we got the right music. Yeah, now we're doing the jiving. The Abe Lincoln troop leader. I don't know what that. The coach? I don't know what the Abe Lincoln reference is, Paul. Oh, or the. I, I don't. Know. the hippie guitar player. They got his head
2: blown off. He was Abe Lincoln.
0: In the woods. Okay. Oh, okay. No, the like, uh, the Christian troop leader guy. Okay. I know who you're talking about.
1: This must be in the, uh, the, the movie we, we shouldn't watch
0: girls with balls. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah they are spoilers. D- don't worry. It's not. It's not <laughs> a spoiler. It it's not matter. a spoiler. None of it matters. There are a lot of exploding heads, though, which, which seems like it would be cool, but it wasn't. It was pretty much just their go-to. Hmm. That was a bad movie. Um, and there's this randomly this guitar guy who's not really there. He's basically, what do they call it in theater? Like a, a just choir. like at the
1: party, like the random go- no, guy. No, 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 no. At the party, he's,
0: he's, he's just in the movie. I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, why is that guy yeah, there? Yeah. Why is he got a guitar? Get him out of there. <laughs> well, he's there to get girls, but yeah. Oh, Paul, that was a good one. You can't spoil this movie. It was rotten when it was released. Oh, hey. it, it did, however, have an actress that I have seen before. I'm familiar with. Um, uh, this is a French movie, mind you. It has uh, one of the leads in this movie. Is Melanie, we've been watching Black Spot. It's the girl that's always studying for her exam that's coming up. Oh, yeah? The one police officer. She was in it. Cool. It was still an awful movie, but she was in it, and I knew her from that other thing. Mm -hmm. Is Chris Robin? He is. <laughs> alright let's get out of here Christopher <laughs> Robin we'll be talking about it Wednesday it's on Netflix I do believe um, so if you haven't watched it check it out and join us Wednesday I'll be a little bit less tongue tied and angry apparently yeah. <laughs> alright thanks everybody for listening and thanks you two for joining me again
2: yeah
0: you bet hey we'll be here hey hey <laughs> Hey! Right. <laughs> hey! We'll talk to you all later. All right. Bye.